0: Blog Talk Radio. R-U-R-A! It's time for the Get Ready Show.
1: Best in Pro Wrestling
0: Talk.
2: ready for Elimination Chamber. Tonight we're going to get you set for Monday Night Raw, recap Elimination Chamber, as well as talk about the big news going on with Destination America. Lots of stuff to get into, lots of stuff to talk about. We definitely want to hear from you guys, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call if you want to talk to us about everything going on in the world of pro wrestling. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook dot com slash the Ken Reidy Show again Facebook dot com slash the Ken Reidy Show head on over there we got a show chat going on right now at eight o'clock once we sign off the air we will have a Monday night raw chat going on on the page we do that each and every Monday night so get on the Facebook page like us get involved in the conversation check us out on Twitter. At The Ken Reedy Show is our Twitter handle. You can tweet us over there if doing the Twitter thing is your thing. Check us out over there. And the website, thekenreedyshow.com, You can listen to the show there. We got blogs over there, pictures, a whole bunch of neat stuff over there on thekenreedyshow.com. Be sure to check out our website. And the new way to access this show, as well as so many other quality wrestling podcasts out there, check out sixteen forty. P-W-P-R, your one-stop shopping for the best pro wrestling podcast out there. You can subscribe on iTunes for free. Just go into your little search there, type in 1640 P-W-P-R, it'll pop up. Our show is on there. The King Firehawk Show is on there. Uh, Blind Tag, One Fall Wrestling, a mess of other. Uh, Mike Ferrara Speaks, so many great shows on the iTunes, on 1640 PWPR, so check us out over there, and remember, if you got yourself a podcast, you want to be part of the 1640 family, we are doing a massive, massive talent search, trying to bring some new podcasts into the family, so you can message us on on the Ken Reedy Show, you can message, go to the Facebook page, the 1640 PWPR Facebook page, message us there, get us a sound file, get us... Just something to tell us to, to tell us what you're all about. A little sample, and uh, we'll just decide if you have got what it takes to be part of the 1640 family. Be sure to check us out. So, as I said, as we get into the show tonight, so many things to talk about. Uh, you know, Elimination Chamber. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. But the, the biggest news, probably in the world of pro wrestling, is all the stuff going on in Destin- Destination America and. Uh, that network, and, and the different wrestling companies. And we're going to try and make heads or tails out of it and give a, give you guys our thoughts on what's going on over there on Destination America. And to, get, Jesus, to make heads or tails out of anything, um, I need I need my news guy. I need my guy that follows all these stories top to bottom, inside and out. My tag team partner, Dave, is on the line. Let's bring him up. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Coast
0: to Coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and continent-to-continent. Continent. That's right. I cover all the news here at the Ken Reedy Show that is pro-wrestling related. And there's a lot to discuss about this Ring of Honor, uh, TNA, Destination America, love triangle. So let, let's get into it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, let's face it. You know, for TNA, over the course of, of the past few years, there's been a lot of negative press. Uh, guys, uh, you know... You know, rumors of people not getting paid. Obviously, they changed networks. They went over to Destination America. Apparently, Destination America brought them in with open arms. A whole bunch of different shows surrounding Impact Wrestling. Um, then you got guys like Samoa Joe and AJ Styles are leaving uh, TNA. Um, so it, it, there's negative press. Every time you think that something's going right for TNA, uh, it seems like something bad happens. Um, so it, it's been a tough few years for TNA. You think they found a home over here in Destination America? Along comes ROH. Oh my God, ROH has got a TV deal now. They're on Destination America. Rumors swirling that TNA is out. That Destination America has a, an opt-out because They're going to be kicking TNA in the ass. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. But then you're hearing stories. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Not necessarily going anywhere. And, and as a wrestling fan, you're trying to separate fact from fiction. What exactly is going on here? And like I said before, Dave, you are the news guy. You follow these stories. You try to get all the ins and outs. Uh, I mean, we talked about it before the show. I mean, a lot of it's not even making sense to me. So as far as what information you've gotten in your sources, break it down step by step. What exactly, as far as to your knowledge... Uh, is going on with the, you put it out there, the love triangle between TNA, ROH, and Destination America.
0: Well, to the best of my knowledge, a few weeks ago, it was reported by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer that um, Destination America was suffering from buyer's remorse. They had dropped two of TNA's um, secondary programming uh, unlocked, and uh, impact unlocked, and um, I believe their other show was like a greatest matches TNA's greatest matches. Mike Tenay, I think, hosted both of those shows. So they dropped that programming, um, and then there was a rumor that the um, they had dropped uh, that they were going to. They had out clause in their contract with TNA to drop the Impact Wrestling programming um, beginning in September, and then story came out that Destination America was completely dropping Impact Wrestling. Um, after that, an email leaked of of uh you know people from the destination american network, the discovery Network receiving this email about t n a wrestling impact um being cancelled as of september and uh then t n a came out publicly and spoke about um threatening legal action to those that are uh uh you know slandering the company and making up false stories and then last week it was announced that Ring of Honor had come in and had signed a television deal with Destination America, which then got everybody in the wrestling world, news sites, dirt sheets, fans, even talent, wondering, is TNA really gone from Destination America? Because they have just brought in another wrestling organization to, to, to uh, fill programming.
1: So it was
0: then, I believe it was last Wednesday when this news broke, that uh, TNA had um, announced that they were going to have a conference call with their talent to go over some of the issues that have been taking place. Now, I'm going to read to you um, a, a, a report from ProWrestlingInsider.com. I, I, want, I want to make sure that I get all the facts out there from ProWrestlingInsider.com. I don't leave anything out regarding this, this story. According to PW Insider, TNA staff and talent had a conference call with President Dixie Carter yesterday talking the company's current status with destination america it was reported that carter had claimed there was no word on any problems and the company is in good standing with the network with 2016 planning moving forward at this point someone questioned why the company couldn't get destination america to send a simple tweet about their status with tna and apparently this is because the contract between both parties were neither destination america nor tna are allowed to comment publicly on their relationship. The same response was given when questioned as to why the company would not comment on reports that Destination America had an out clause for Impact Wrestling. Now, when it comes to the Ring of Honor announcement, it seemed that because of their relationship with Destination America, TNA could not speak about this until it was formally announced. Sources close to Pro Wrestling Insider report that some didn't believe that explanation, and some got the impression that TNA didn't know about Ring of Honor until it was announced. When the call was opened up to the wrestlers to comment and ask questions, the discussion did get quite heated. It is being reported that Dixie Carter at one point told the talent it was up to them to show the world why they are the best and why TNA is the best company in the world. She also told them that they controlled their own destiny. As such, the conversation then steered toward pay issues and the move from Spike last year. However, Carter Carter responded to the pay issues as if they were in the past. PW Insider is also reporting mixed opinions from the talent. One claimed he felt better now that they weren't in the dark and the situation had been discussed. Another referred to the call as a family blowout where everyone had a chance to communicate and now get back to work. One person called it a circus call where someone began bringing up personal issues which should have been dealt with one-on-one. Someone else referred to it as a call that lacked substance and TNA was adamant about keeping the call private and asked everyone not to talk about it afterwards. So from PW Insider, those are the reports on the conference call. Now, other reports I've read have suggested that um, TNA Talent and TNA Management have gone out of their way to welcome Ring of Honor into the Destination America family. Um, TNA Talent that has been interviewed since the announcement has had positive things to say about Ring of Honor coming on board. There's even been suggestions... Not formally, but just, you know, speaking ahead of turn, so to speak, that the talent would be interested in some form of a talent exchange with both companies working together. I don't know that I don't know the details in if Ring of Honor and TNA would be working together in the near future, but I think being on the same network, the possibility is there. So that is what I know regarding this relationship between Ring of Honor and Destination America. They will start at 8 o'clock. They will be a lead-in program every Wednesday night, leading into Impact, when Impact will debut this Wednesday night at 9 p.m., and then they will replay Ring of Honor's 8 o'clock airing at 11 p.m. following Impact. So the, the, the Destination America has publicly gone on record in their press release stating that they want that channel to be a destination for professional wrestling. And they, they, they it looks like they're trying to be somewhat of an alternative to what WWE and WWE Network has going on right now. So um, as far as I know, Impact Wrestling is still standing with, with Destination America and Ring of Honor jumping on board. This could help both sides. This could make for um, some interesting times in wrestling if they do decide to do some sort of talent exchange, kind of freshen up both groups' products, um, but we'll see what happens. I, I, I mean, time will tell, but I'm, a, I like it. I'm optimistic about it. Number one, because I've never really faithfully watched ring of honor and I'm going to get to see them on a network that I have in my cable system. So um, I've heard nothing but good things about, about the, the in-ring action and the programming. And secondly, I don't think it's a bad thing these days that some wrestling organizations kind of get together and, um, you know, like I said, on the same network and maybe even possibly share talent. So, I'm looking forward to seeing where the relationship could go with Ring of Honor and Destination America. As far as I know, it's all, they're only locked into a contract till the end of this year, um, which I think this might be a trial period. Now, the naysayers out there are saying that with the rumors of Destination America having that out clause um, to get rid of TNA, they think that Ring of Honor being on Destination America is a tryout, for Destination America to see if they like that wrestling programming. If they do, they'll dump TNA. If not, then they'll keep both programs and hope that the numbers get better. But that's as far as I know um, on this uh, relationship between all three parties. Yeah, I
2: think it's something that, like, you know, you can look at the situation and look at it, like, a number of different ways. And and as you you try and, like, speculate, you know, what exactly this, this means, um... You know, I mean, number one, we've talked about it a number of times on this show, that, and and I don't see it happening, that there's no company out there right now, no wrestling company, that can compete uh, with any seriousness against the WWE. Um, so to provide any sort of competition for WWE and WWE programming, um, companies are going to start to have to think a little bit outside the box. And, uh, you know, we we've discussed what Global Force Wrestling might be doing, um, but, you know, you you can't just kind of put out a product that's, you know, a, a, a lesser version of the WWE and think you're going to compete. And I'm not necessarily saying these companies are, are looking to compete with the WWE, but I am saying to grow as a wrestling company and at least uh, put your mark on the landscape of pro wrestling that is dominated by WWE, uh, I think there's some out-of-the-box thinking that that has to take place. And something like this... yeah. I, were you going to say
0: something? No, I was just agreeing with you. I was just saying, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um,
2: you know, I, I think when you look at this, it's, it's almost like, you know, best-case scenario, worst-case scenario kind of thing, and then uh, the the interesting thing, like, if you're a betting man, uh, you know, it's like a 50-50, like, which way it could go. Um, I think it's a good idea. If Destination America is, is going to be a network that is going to provide a, a one-stop shopping for, for wrestling, so to speak... Uh, you know, not unlike what we're trying to create with 1640, rather than going all over the place and trying to find different wrestling podcasts. You just go to 1640. Um, you know, for Destination America to, uh, you know, have Ring of Honor and Impact, and who knows, maybe they grab, like, a, another wrestling promotion and you wind up being a kind of a, you know, destination for wrestling fans, uh, for alternative wrestling, alternative to the WWE. Um that that could be something that could work for a, a fledgling network trying to bring in viewers. Um you know, there's a lot of wrestling fans out there. If you create this vibe that like this is the place to to watch pro wrestling, um an alternative to to WWE, it could be a good thing. Um I do think for it to be a good thing, um it has to be where these companies are working together, a talent exchange uh would be key uh not unlike years ago when you saw you know ECW and WWE kind of having uh, a a a business arrangement behind the scenes where uh they would show up on each other's programming um I think something like that would be advantageous to to both companies um one of the things though that I look at um you know on the flip side as we talked about a lot of negative press with with TNA uh you know a lot of bad blood uh, at least you hear um, from former talent, And when you look at ROH, uh, in the very least, you know ROH getting put on the map and, and put on Destination America. You know you got former TNA talent uh, Kazarian and uh, Christopher Daniels are the tag team champions. You got former TNA talent Jay Lethal who's the TV champion. Um, you know where where are the, where are they? Where are some of the talent with ROH? You know are these guys in ROH thinking? You know, yeah, let's get in there. Let's let's work with TNA. Let's let's you know collectively make as good a product as we can. Or is it we're gonna kick TNA's ass and we're gonna show them that we're the superior wrestling company? And like you said, Dave, the rumors. Is this an audition for for ROH to put TNA out, or is this Destination America's way of starting to build a destination for pro wrestling? So. There's a lot of intrigue surrounding this, and in what direction they, they actually are going to go in. And we've talked about you see it on the independent scene. You know, we've had Steve off on, and he's talked about the independent scene and different promoters. And the biggest problem with promoters is is ego, and 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 money to a certain extent, and wanting to bring in as much money as you can, and 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 perhaps not looking at the bigger picture, and maybe you know making more money and making more coin. For everybody down the road, uh, as opposed to the quick fix. And a lot of times, ego gets involved. And, and, you know, Steve Off talked about it on the show. If a lot of independent promotions were more apt to work with each other and, and to, to put on shows together and try not to run against each other, uh, everyone would probably do better in the long run. And I, and I, and I think this situation on Destination America is very similar there might be a lot of egos. We don't know what's going on exactly behind the scenes. But for me, as a wrestling fan, I want to see it work out for both of them. I think it would be really cool if you had two companies on one network that on occasion wound up working together. Um, on the other hand, though, if, if there's a lot of ego involved and uh, you know competition, I, I just think that that's not going to work out. I think the best thing for both of these companies is figure out a way to set aside egos, figure out a way to work together, and and perhaps put on a very interesting, unique product that would enhance TNA, enhance ROH, and enhance Destination America.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the time, you know, like I said, this is all wishful thinking on, on, on my part and on other people's part, on the other people that report this stuff and speculate on this stuff. of of a possible talent exchange between both companies. Right now, what the strategy is for Destination America is Ring of Honor and their audience coming to Destination America and hopefully growing that audience so that that audience can be a good, strong lead-in towards their flagship show, Impact Wrestling, which is two hours. So they're hoping for the Ring of Honor brand audience to stay on their channel for an additional two hours to watch Impact Wrestling, or for those that missed the 8 8 o'clock showing of of Ring of Honor, that they'll watch Impact and then watch the replay of Ring of Honor. So that's the strategy. Time will tell, you know, if we'll see. um, I'm sure the network will air commercials, you know, highlighting Impact in between Ring of Honor and vice versa, Um, but time will tell as if the commentators on Ring of Honor, like Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino, if they promote Impact Wrestling like like, you know, for instance, coming out of a commercial break, they'll say, stay tuned right here on Destination America for Impact Wrestling at 9 p.m. as Kurt Angle defends the t- – you know, time will tell. If we see stuff like that, then we will see more – it will be more of a reality that a talent exchange will occur between both sides.
2: Agreed. And that's – to me, that's that's best-case scenario. I mean, and you're right. Like, it could be just wishful thinking on our part, hoping that they'll they'll go in that route. And and I get both sides. I mean, I get that idea. You know, in all honesty, man. You know, and, and I'm curious your take on it. But Dave, you know, if, if I'm Jay Lethal, and I'm and I'm put in this position, and again, it's a tough spot. I, uh, you know, you'd like to look at it as a fan, and and you know, I'm sitting there saying best case scenario, work together. You know, peace, love, and harmony. You know, let's get together so you you provide a better product in the long run, and all and all that's fine and good. But, well, man, I got to be honest. Like personally, if if I'm Jay Lethal and I'm in ROH right now and I am put in this position, man, all I am thinking is I can't wait to dance on TNA's grave. I can't. I want my company to put them under. You know, and and that's why you wonder. Like, it, it, is it going to be? You know, is, is Ego going to get involved or are these guys really going to figure out a way to work it out? Is Destination America going to step in and say, look, we want you both. You have no choice. You're going to have to work together. Um, and, and that's all like, you know, when you look at these these companies and this talent, you know, like I said, if I'm Jay Lethal, I'm, I'm looking to put TNA down.
3: I mean,
0: I, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know the man, but I don't think he, that's what he personally feels. Um, I'm sure that he remembers and harbors a a slight resentment towards them for, you know, them letting him go because, you know, give you a little brief history. TNA is not one to um, let somebody go, release somebody. Um, They're not like WWE and other wrestling companies before where they have no problem trimming the fat where they need to. Um, They've let some people go in the past that people have questioned, like, why and Jay Lethal was one of them. To this day, and I just did some research on this this afternoon, but to this day, Jay Lethal's segment with Ric Flair on Impact Wrestling five years ago where he imitated Ric Flair and probably did the greatest Ric Flair impression ever in the history of the wrestling business is still regarded today as the highest-rated segment on TNA programming. And he was well-liked backstage. Everybody loved him. He worked hard. He did exactly what the company had asked him to do. And then for whatever reason, they just decided to let him go. They fired him. He was one of the very few. I can honestly say there were probably maybe about three or four wrestlers, wrestlers, that publicly I know of that had been let go by TNA. For the most part, TNA usually just lets guys' contracts ride out because they don't. I've, I mean, I've read interviews with Dixie Carter before where she has said she doesn't like to fire people. She understands that people have family. So, but in this case, they, they did that to Lethal. So I think Lethal remembers it and harbors a little bit of resentment, but you know what? Lethal. People in Ring of Honor, since he has been gone from TNA, has had some of the best matches and has done some of the best work of his career since being gone from TNA. So, um, you know, I I truly don't think he's he's hoping that they go under because one less wrestling company means one less place for the boys to work.
2: Agreed. I'm just, again, like, you know, we don't know the man and it's just, that's why I think, you know, it's an interesting, it's interesting when you look at, you know, where, where is his head at? You know, what does he want to do? Is, Is he, you're right. Is he, is he just a nice guy? And he's like, you know what, no hard feelings and let's all work together. Um, you know, and again, I, I hope that's the case. I hope that, that, you know, that whatever happened in the past with, uh, former TNA stars that are in ROH and, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of negative press surrounding, um TNA um and contracts and what have you uh whatever happened you hope that they're able to put that aside and and work together what's really what I find really intriguing is when you look at the roster page on ROH uh Samoa Joe is listed there as well as AJ Styles but Samoa Joe is the guy that you know is is there I mean is there any company on TV that Samoa Joe's not going to wrestle for um interesting stuff and uh you know Dave Samoa Joe has, has his contract situation right now is really interesting.
0: It's a very unique contract and I will go into that briefly here um before we hit the seven o'clock hour before I you know do the day five news report. Joe's contract he's got a non exclusive working deal with WWE where Joe can work independent, he can work he'll work limited NXT dates and he will get a merchandise deal with WWE and he's getting to keep the Samoa Joe name and from what I've heard that was a call made by Triple H. Um, and I think the reason why WWE is doing that is because, um, for for one reason, guys that they have wanted to bring into their company, like Samojo, for instance, um, they wanted to bring the Young Bucks and they wanted to bring uh, the Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe, into WWE. And both teams have publicly stated that WWE, for all intents and purposes, um, they lowballed them as far as a contract goes for a developmental deal. Both tag teams are very popular on the Indies team and they they said that they could make a lot more money working in Ring of Honor and working Indies as opposed to working down in developmental in WWE. And I think WWE reevaluated what they how they negotiate contracts with certain talents in the case with Samoa Joe. I think this is like a trial and error period where He'll let Joe make some money on the Indies. He'll work some limited date NXT. He'll get some money from a merchandise deal, which, by the way, his T-shirts have already sold out, and he hasn't had a match on TV in WWE yet. You know, it goes to show how how popular he is before his first matches even happened in WWE. Um, and these guys, so what? Like I said, what they're doing is, is that I think this is like a trial and error. They're going to wait and see how well this transition goes. Um, and they might use this for future talent ahead where they'll find a guy limited dates and let him work the Indies because they know that they're not going to be able to offer him or her that amount of, the amount of money that they make on the Indies. They can't match that for, for a certain talent and their, and their caliber. So I think what's going to happen is if, if Joe's run in NXT is successful and they want to bring him up to the main roster, I think then – that's when they will will uh, lock him into an exclusive deal. But just let's just say, for argument's sake, if they go to the Young Bucks in a few months and say, hey, listen, we want to offer you a different deal. We want to let you work the Indies. We'll give you a little bit of a merchandise. We'll let you keep your name. You'll come down here at NXT. You'll have these great matches, work limited dates. If it works out, then we sign you to a more exclusive contract. I think that's what some of the talent, I, th- I think because the Young Bucks and the Briscoes, Passed on WWE. WWE decided to change things up a bit, and they did it with Joe. So it's a very unique contract situation, and um, I think it's something. Joe made a reference on Twitter about rewriting the the history books with this kind of contract situation. So um, I, I like it, and I like his um, the, the potential he has for WWE and his matches. Yeah, I guess he worked a, um, a, a an NXT TV taping um, in a match with Kevin Owens. We'll find that. We'll find out in a few weeks. But um, overall, I mean, I, I he's he's the one guy from TNA that I wanted to see come to WWE. There's not too many TNA guys I wanted to see go to WWE, but he's one because he's just so legitimate and such a badass, and I love this character. And I felt that, that the sky was the limit for him in TNA, and they just didn't do enough, and now he's got the opportunity at WWE.
1: It's, it's
2: very interesting stuff, and it just goes to show like where the independent scene. And we've talked about it on the show. The independent scene has become the new territory system, and how, you know, guys can turn down the WWE because they're making money uh, on the independents. Uh, it just shows how, uh, you know, 2015 the landscape of pro wrestling is is really changing, and it's a very interesting time uh, right now as far as the landscape of pro wrestling. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. We are going to you guys on the phones after the break. We got you guys on the phones. We got to hit Elimination Chamber. Get you set for Monday Night Raw. But now, as we do each and every week at the 7 o'clock hour, it is time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report.
0: Thank you, Ken. This is the Day 5 50 News Update. Only heard at the top of the 7 o'clock hour right here at the Ken Reedy Show. The best In Pro Wrestling Talk every single Monday night. Brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, the revolutionary Pro Wrestling Podcast radio network. Head on over to iTunes right now to subscribe for free and type in 1640 PWPR, and you'll hear this show, as well as many other great Pro Wrestling podcasts. Now on to the news. The good stuff. The juicy stuff. The stuff that dreams are made of. Hot off the heels of the major ring of honor destination america announcement last week former wwe writer court bauer was a guest on mlw radio and indicated that lucha underground has big announcements coming soon speculation is that a second season of the highly popular show will be announced bauer stated and i quote right now lucha underground is in a position where they might be able to announce something very soon that would change the complexion of what they are in both the United States and down in Mexico. The news would give them a boost in the financing end, end quote. Rumors for several weeks have suggested that Lucha Underground and the El Rey network were far apart in terms of finances for television taping operating expenses during their contract negotiations. At this time, it remains to be seen as to the future of Lucha Underground. In what could be seen as a positive for TNA Wrestling, reports out now are stating that TNA President Dixie Carter has been filming a pilot for a potential reality television show. Cameras were at the last set of Impact television tapings, filming Carter delivering a heartfelt speech to the roster regarding the rumored demise of the company that has been highly publicized as of late. At that same meeting, cameras were filmed cameras filmed Carter introducing newly appointed creative team member Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins fame to the roster. The idea is that the show will be sold on a woman running a wrestling company in a male-dominated industry. As of now, there isn't any word on a potential television, any potential television networks picking up the series. After his shocking victory over John Cena at last night's Elimination Chamber event, NXT champion Kevin Owens looks to be riding high during his transition onto the main roster. However, sources out are reporting that Owens was never supposed to hit the main roster so soon. It's being speculated that Sami Zayn was supposed to make the jump to the main roster following his NXT unstoppable match with Kevin Owens a few weeks back, but a shoulder injury and a surgery pending had prevented that. Thus, Owens was inserted in his place as the NXT champion has allegedly signed a main roster contract with the WWE, according to PWInsider.com. Owens is booked for all television and live events all the way through SummerSlam, but is still expected to be a part of NXT, with company officials slowly phasing him out of storylines in the coming months. Speaking of NXT... WWE officials are looking to make the brand a full-touring entity beginning in 2016, coming off the success NXT has had with a string of live events that began in March during WrestleMania weekend. But this news also comes news that WWE is looking to beef up their NXT roster by acquiring one of the hottest names in the market today, former TNA World Heavyweight Champion and current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Months back, WWE had zero interest in Styles or anybody from TNA, the exception of the newly acquired Samoa Joe. But more recently, company, of, company officials have changed their tune on Styles by sending out feelers to the former TNA star. Styles is currently under contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and there is no indication at this time that he's even interested in signing with WWE. And in our final story this week, WWE Today announced that for the month of June, all new subscribers to the WWE Network will will receive the WWE Network for free. This will be the third month in a row and the fourth month in 2015 that WWE is offering a free trial of the Network to new subscribers. After this announcement was made, WrestleNews.com has speculated that WWE may in fact announce another Network exclusive special for the month of June. A live event in Reading, Pennsylvania on the 28th of June was originally listed with a start time of 5 p.m. local, but now has been moved to a 7 p.m. local start time. Similar circumstances occurred with the announcement of last night's Elimination Chamber event when it was originally listed as a live event from Corpus Christi, Texas, but at the last minute, WWE changed it to a network exclusive. As of right now, this is purely speculation, but don't be surprised if WWE makes an announcement of another network-exclusive event following WWE Money in the Bank in two weeks, considering the month of June is free to new subscribers. Saturday, June 13th, 2015, our friends over at Pro Wrestling Magic present the Bogota Brawl at the Bogota BFW 241 West Shore Avenue, Bogota, New Jersey. Bell time is 7 p.m. Tickets are $10 in advance, $12 at the door. Qualifying matches to crown a Pro Wrestling Magic heavyweight champion will take place. And Steve Off looks for revenge against the Malanga family. Also, so much more to come on that card. Check out WrestlingIsMagic.com for more information on the card, as well as where you can find tickets to this great event. You can also find Pro Wrestling Magic on Facebook at Facebook.com prowrestlingmagic Pro Wrestling Magic. Their Twitter handle is at Wrestling Magic, and their handle on Instagram is Pro Wrestling Magic. And there you have it. You've just been informed, enlightened, and entertained by the best damn news report in the wrestling business today. I won't tell you who thinks my news report is so great because the last time I did that, somebody couldn't take a joke. This report is brought to you by 1640 PWPR, the groundbreaking pro wrestling podcast channel that will cleanse your wrestling podcast palate. Search 1640 PWPR on iTunes and subscribe for free where you can hear this show and so many other great wrestling archives podcasts. You've got us, the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. You've got King Firehawk, The Blind Tag, New Surge Live, Fallen Angels, and so much more. You can also find us on Spreaker.com, TalkShoe.com, and TunedInRadio.com. Just do the exact same thing I told you before. Search 1640 PWPR and let the fun begin. Plus, it's free. And who doesn't like free? Seriously, who doesn't like free? Somebody doesn't like free and a southpaw chop from producer Michelle is in store for you. This is a day five news update only heard right here on the Ken Reedy show. The best in pro wrestling talk at the top of the seven o'clock hour, every single Monday night. 10 back to you. Great stuff.
2: As always. And let's, you know, I, 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 there's so many things to talk about, but we're going to go right out to the phones. We got a few callers that have been uh, very patient as we try to make heads or tails of this Destination America situation. Let's go out to the phones. We got Tony on the line. Tony, how you doing this evening?
3: I'm doing all right. Oh my God, yeah. When are they you night, got to be pretty be- pumped.
2: ROH on Destination America. Are you psyched?
3: Yeah, I am. I think this is a great. You know, this is this is a really this is a great move for ROH. You know, they've been doing. Like I say, you know, I mean, you know, i have always. I'm always praising them. You know, putting them over and how great they are. Um, and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really awesome to see them finally on TV. I mean, those you know, the Sinclair uh, stations will still be showing the programming uh, ahead, but they'll be, uh, you know, Destination America on Wednesday nights. I think this is, you know, this is a great move for them. Um, you know, I mean, Wednesday nights is going to be like a a night filled. It's going to be, it's going to be unbelievable. You know, it's like Ring of Honor. Impact, following that, you have an NXT on the network, you know, so, and, it, and, um, plus you have Lucha Underground too, which I also watch, which, uh, so that's going to be like unbelievable. It's going to be a lot of shows in one, you know, in, in one night. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I really like what their, uh, what ROH is doing. They've really, they've really come a, you know, a long way. They've been around since like, they do like February two thousand two and they really uh you know, I I think the thing was what's good about Ring of Honor is like they really took the time, you know, it's like they started out they were a DVD product for like, you know, uh, you know, but they had like a niche following for for a while, then they then they, you know they went to went to um they went to H D net for for a bit. Uh for a short while they they uh, showed they actually had pay per views that were taped ahead. Uh, you know, so that, and then um uh, then they went to you know Sinclair. Um You know, they started doing iPay per views live or on demand or whatever, and then they started doing the pay per views last year. And then, um, and the Best in the World is June 19th this year. It should be a very good show, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if you Um, June 19th is the pay per view for Best in the World, and then the 20th is going to be a TV taping, and it's going to be, it's not entitled, but it's going to be Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian against AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. That is going to be, pun intended, phenomenal match
1: because,
3: <laughs> like, you know, you got four former TNA guys that are going to be, you know, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be really amazing, you know. I mean, it's, you know, because Ring of Honor has really come a long way in the 13 years that they've been around. they, they I mean they just? Yeah, I'm, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm pretty psyched because I mean, you know, for me, like again, I'm a. Uh you know a television guy i don't really watch a lot of stuff uh on the computer so i'm psyched to you know I've, I've caught things from roh here and there i haven't really watched regularly um so i'm looking forward to kind of delving into uh the roh product and really getting a good sense of uh their their company and and what they're putting out there. I mean, the stuff I've seen I've enjoyed. I just haven't watched it on a really really regular basis. I'm curious like for for people, I guess people like us and uh, other people out there that maybe uh haven't watched ROH regularly. Um who's the guy or guys that maybe are on household names that you think uh fans are really going to get a kick out of?
1: Uh
3: the goes obviously, they've been there since like they've been there from the beginning. So it's like you know they're like the you know Jay, Jay is the current uh, champion. You have, I mean, everybody on that roster is is, is really believable. It's, you know the, they give everybody great pushes. You got Jay Lethal the TV champion. You know he's you know he's a really amazing guy. Um, you got you know they got. Um, Christopher Verdano's and the Xarian as uh, you know the tag champions. You got, I mean, you got a whole slew of talent. You know, you have a, 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 there's Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fitch, Red the Red Dragon tag team. You have Michael Elgin. Uh, I mean, as to who's going to like stand out or be like a household name, I would probably say it'd be you know, like probably the Briscoes since they're like the, you know I they've been there since since the beginning. But um, you know, it, you know it's like and when they the the uh, tapings of. The, 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 They'll be showing this week is actually going to be uh, when I think their debut is, is actually going to be from the um, Global Wars that they did in Toronto, and then that with the New Japan talent. And I saw the Global I saw the Global Wars uh, per View a few weeks ago, uh, and my God, what a show that! You know, what a show that was! You know, you had the uh, you had AJ Styles and the Bucks and uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and the ten man against the uh, ROH team. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. You, you got a lot of great, and you know, even the commentary is great. You know, Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino do a good job on there. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, you know, Ring of Honor is really. I mean, I think they're really in a they're in a great spot right now. I mean, you know, it's like I'm really, i really hoping that the, uh, you know, that uh, a lot of great things happen for our for Ring of Honor because that product is so amazing.
2: Hey, you sound. I mean, you sound exciting, you know, and it, it it
3: is a you know, I
2: think it's an exciting time. Um, for ROH, especially, but I think it's an exciting time for wrestling fans to see a company like this that's kind of built themselves up and, uh, you know, has a, a you know, now a better TV deal and will obviously have more eyeballs on it. And, uh, you know, it's like, like you said, as for fans now, um, it's, it's, uh, Wednesday nights is, uh, you know, destination TV. I mean, there's a lot of wrestling to be had on, on Wednesday nights and, uh, you know, you would think with with a certain amount of competition, uh, that that should push all companies involved to to be a little bit better.
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's, you know, like with TNA, it looks like I thought that they, uh, you know, that they actually put out a better product too. You know, lately, because you know, I know they tape stuff that go to like the end of June, and they're going to be doing Slamiversary, but they're going to be taping stuff before that that's going to air after it. The same thing that happened with Bound for Glory. So I don't know. I mean TNA. I mean, you know, because it's funny because you know, like sometimes the talent's there. I mean, you got guys like EC3 and uh, you know James Storm who's been there from the beginning, and you know, they're good deals. Like you got good talents. You know, it's like you got ta- you got talented guys in there who been who are you know really good in the ring. You know, but you know, it's, it's like sometimes the storylines in TNA can be hit or miss. But uh, you know, uh, it's. it's I don't know, I mean we'll see what happens if 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 uh ROH being on Destination in America may you know, forces impact uh, or TNA to uh up their game here. You know, we'll see what happens.
2: I mean hopefully it forces everybody to up their game and, and you you know, you said something there that I'm I'm really hoping you know, I'm looking forward to good commentary. So uh looking forward to looking forward to uh having you on next week, Tony, and, and really discussing uh ROH's uh First show on Destination America. So uh, thanks a lot for the phone call, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next week, talk a little more ROH. All right.
3: Be back.
2: Thanks a lot, Tony. Take it easy. You And Tony, very he's all excited about it. And from one Tony to another, let's go back out to Connecticut. Anthony, are you there?
4: I'm here. What's going on, guys?
2: Not much. How you doing? Uh you know, Tony's all excited about ROH uh, being on Destination America. Uh I know you're a big ROH guy, so uh it's exciting news for anyone who's into ROH as uh the wrestling landscape is is changing. Uh tell us your thoughts on on what ROH is doing on Destination America.
4: Honestly, I'm super excited about it for 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 many reasons. A because in the last year I've become a big ROH fan. It was new to me. You know, I was kind of looking for that secondary wrestling to go to in addition to going to indie shows and I kind of got drawn away from TNA and drawn into ROH for a number of reasons. Uh, I won't go into it and bore you with it. But anyway, a lot of guys I see on the indie scene are ROH guys. My two favorite indie companies are just kind of full of Ring of Honor guys. So I'm really, like, as guys that I somewhat know, I wouldn't call them friends because that'd be lying to you, but guys I somewhat know, you know. If I saw them out in the mall, they'd know who I was, and I know who they were, obviously. So I'm, like, extremely happy for them. And I love the product. I love it the way it is. I hope with the TV deal it doesn't change. Just let it be what it is. I understand. And I listen to Firehawks' uh, podcast with some... I can't remember the guy's name, so... uh, Bear with me on that one. But um, I thought they did a good job breaking it down. But, um, you know... ROH can be a little bit of...
1: uh, You
4: either like it or you don't. And I get that. So maybe they need to you know, get a little more mainstream just to be on T V. But the one thing and it's may surprise you guys, and I know Dave and I talked about this when the whole thing came down. I am vehemently against the talent sharing thing with TNA. And it kinda goes against everything I believe in with wrestling because I I want all companies to make it and and I'm not saying I wish anything bad on TNA, but I dislike the product a lot. In the last two years I think it's terrible. I think since it's been on Destination, it absolutely sucks. That's my own opinion. Uh, I tried to watch it. I would never say that without trying to watch it, and I think it's terrible. And I think with the talent that's in ROH, and I'm not saying there isn't a lot of talent in TNA. I'm sure that, you know, the guys that I know in TNA, I like. Um, You know, I don't know if they're giving it their all with the way the company's going on, whatever the case may be. I don't like anything you're doing in TNA, and the guys I'm really a fan of, I don't, I, I think it's going to hurt them more than it's going to help them being in TNA. By ROH making it to destination on their own, they're gaining the exposure they need. Um, they're doing their own pay-per-views. I mean, I don't know what the buy difference is on pay-per-views between TNA and ROH. TNA is obviously a more established company that's been on TV um, longer, the whole thing, but honestly I want to see ROH stand on its own, that's just for me you know, if, if ROH being on Destination helps TNA, that's great I'd like to see it stay separate that's just my opinion, and again, I'm super pumped about it, you know my favorite wrestler in the world is Matt Haven. now he's going to be on, you know somewhat national TV, hopefully uh, with all this wrestling uh, Destination ends up in more households and more people can see the guys that you know, us that are big indie people have been seeing for years and absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know, it's, it's an interesting
2: spot to be in, and you bring up a good point. You know, is ROH going to have to change or at least tweak their product uh, to make themselves more accessible to other fans, to make themselves more mainstream, and that's like. You know the biggest problem when you have companies and, it, and it's finding that balance. Like when you when you come in and you're a new product and you're new and you're fresh and you're doing something different and you find yourselves a niche and and you have a rapid fan base that's that's you know totally into you, it, it, it works and it's great and it's great that you you are you know ruling your own little section of of your 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 world you know and uh, but once you start to grow that then that that's where it becomes that balance like what do you do do you, do you change and you kind of have to change to evolve but you got to find that balance of you know do you change too much and start to alienate your hardcore fans you know where is that balance of bringing on new fans but keeping the old fans and uh that's going to be a balance that all is going to have to find and uh
5: on a lot of levels i
2: don't know if tna ever really found that balance uh You know, I have found over the course of of recent weeks, uh, recent years, um, impact difficult to watch. Uh, Start to finish, it's been difficult to watch. I've caught matches here and there. Uh, I've tried to keep up on what's been going on in TNA. Uh, But I agree with you. I don't think the product has been very good, and I I think it's gotten worse over time. Um, I'm I'm really curious to see what ROH brings to the table right off the bat. I, I feel like they have to. You know, and on some levels, start off with a bang on their first show, and then we see how they evolve. But uh, you bring up a good point, Anthony. You know, how much will they have to change to make themselves more accessible? Um, It's going to be an interesting go to see what exactly happens here.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing, the thing is, is the 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 guys I know, you know, from the indie scenes, these guys they step up their game just to be no. I have a feeling that a lot of these guys are really going to step their game up. You know, it, maybe like you were talking about before, the guys who are on TNA wanting to show them up now, like look what I could do without you. That's fine too, but I just think a lot of these guys have been waiting to be noticed mainstream. You know, a lot of them are traveling to Japan, wrestling there, winning titles there. Um, I, you know, it's it's just an awesome thing. And with, with their deal with New Japan, I mean, again, I don't wish anything bad on TNA. Like, if, if they could survive and their fan base is happy, that's fine. I don't see myself going back to TNA. But if ROH comes out and hits it with a bang and, and has a really good product that people are going to be into and they have these co-shows in New Japan and you are going to be able to see wrestlers that maybe you haven't seen before because they're in Japan, I mean, as a wrestling fan, I don't know how you wouldn't want it. And I don't know. I I, ha- I have to think myself. ROH getting to deal with Destination America Created 10 times the buzz that TNA did I know people who've never watched ROH in their life And they're like, oh thank god I get to see it Now I get to see what you're talking about Because let's face it, like you said Some people don't want to watch stuff on the internet Some people don't want to spend more money on wrestling So you don't want to buy high pay-per-views You don't want to spend $45 on an ROH pay-per-view When you never see the product I can understand that to me, now them being on TV, it's easier for them to sell that stuff when people can see the product and maybe they see value in it and want to buy it. 100% excellent point, Anthony. And then I'm looking forward to being able
2: to, to have you on now and really talk about ROH. Looking forward to see what they bring to the table uh, in their first show. Uh, thanks a lot for the call, Anthony, and we'll, we'll, give you, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. Talk to you later. Stay easy, brother. Bye-bye. You know, it's interesting, Dave, and, like, and everything, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's, it's you know, perception. And, you know, with, with what happened with, with TNA, with Spike Television and going Destination America, you know, you know so you, you had to look at it all, you know, a step down for the company. And, you know, ROH getting to Destination America is a step up. And, and you know, perception is reality, you know. It, it just, it, it, you know, even though they're all on the same network... The perception is ROH is on its way up and TNA is on its way down. Um, The interesting thing, and we had talked about this, Dave, a while back, and one of the things that I do find intriguing with this deal and whether they work together or not, but we had talked about a while back with TNA, part of the problem we saw was that you had a lot of guys going to TNA, a lot of guys you know, almost going for a contract, going for an easier schedule. Um, And you almost had the sense of guys that were just there to work, but weren't there believing in those three letters TNA. They weren't there believing in Impact. They weren't there, you know, pounding their chest saying we are we are going to like bring TNA into the new millennium. It was just it was a job almost, and and you get that sense from ROH that it's the exact opposite. You've got a roster that believes in those three letters, ROH, that believes in the product and is looking to push their product as, as far as possible. And, again, it could just be perception. Um, but it's the interesting thing is you look at two companies, even though they're on the same network, I think for a lot of fans, including myself, perception is one is on the way up and one is on the way down.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you're exactly right. That's what most people... Um, are looking at the scenario. It's just that Ring of Honor is going to explode, and they're be- they're going to become popular and even more popular than they already are, and they're going to become a household name, um, you know, in the wrestling business. And TNA is going to die a slow death. Yes, that's the perception. That's the reality of of you know uh, of the perception. And um, you know, I just don't I, I don't like to. I mean, I'm very optimistic. I'm an optimistic wrestling fan. I'm the kind of wrestling fan where, I, you know, when it comes to guys having swan songs and retirements, I like to see the guy go out on top as opposed to doing the job and, 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 you know, putting over a talent. Um, I'm optimistic that, you know, things work itself out. You know, you get the happy ending and the fairy tale ending in some cases. Um, I'm optimistic that that TNA's, um, you know, that, that Ring of Honor's presence is going to help TNA. Um and, and, and help keep their viewership. You know, I mean, I truly believe that if TNA had the finances and the resources, then they would have a better show. They would have better talent. I mean, they got they got some talent on their show. Don't get me wrong, they do. They have some really talented guys, but it you know, when you watch their show it looks very um you know, minor league, Bush League in terms of the production and the production quality. But you watch Ring of Honor too and you know, they they have some production quality issues as well. So um I mean it I'm just I'm just anticipating and optimistic that both companies are gonna prosper and grow and we could see um you know a, a somewhat of a talent exchange between the two. And I know Anthony disagrees with it, but I think it will help. I think Ring of Honor talent being on TNA programming and TNA guys being on Ring of Honor talent, vice versa, will help each other out. I don't think it's going to make certain talent look bad that they went on Impact. If anything, you, you, you should you should you should look at the talent as them being helpful to the product, helpful to the you know the, the, the other talent. But that's another conversation for another time. Um, you know, TNA has has had. Um, issues over the years with, like you said, talent not necessarily believing in those three letters but just believing in getting a paycheck and having a schedule and working a lighter schedule and having a contract and, 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 and working. That's the perception. We don't know if that's the truth or not. But that's the perception. And I think the mistakes that TNA has made, at least from my perspective, is, is that they've let guys come in who have already become household names in the wrestling industry and kind of carved their niche or carve whatever they want out of being a part of TNA and looking at them as priority as opposed to the homegrown talent that has helped TNA get to where they were. Names like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Daniels, Chris Sabin, Kazarian, those names, those guys that really helped put TNA on the map were put on the back burner for household names like a Kurt Angle, like a Sting, Hell, even Hulk Hogan, um... Names like that. I think that's the mistake that TNA has made is that they, they, they rely too much on name talent as opposed to trying to build the talent that they have and turn them into household names. So hopefully, I mean, I'm always hopeful, but, you know, hopefully this is going to be a positive for TNA at the end of the day. That's all i got to say
1: about that.
2: We can only hope. Let's go back out to the phones. we got Kevin who's on the line. He's been very patient. Let's get him up. Kevin, how are you doing tonight? Man, what's up, Big Ken? How you doing? Doing all right. Thanks for giving us a buzz. You know, we, we've we've been talking ROH TNA. I don't know your your feelings on that. I know you're a big WWE guy. We haven't gotten to Elimination Chamber, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Whatever you want to talk about, just bring it, man.
5: Oh no, brother, I'm a, I'm an all around professional wrestling fan. All around, I've been following this story since it broke last week. I'm very much excited about it. Let me tell you why. You know, just when it comes to the factor of Wednesday nights. You know, you got, look at this, you got ROH, TNA, same network, back-to-back following each other up, right? Then you cut over to the WWE Network Everyone tonight, including their quarterly programming, um, special events, we you want to call them that for NXT, you got NXT on Wednesday night. Plus, Lucha Underground, what I see from that, I see nothing but a lot of positives that can come from this. Um, I'll even go as far as to say we can maybe see something along the lines of what we saw growing up back in the day during the Monday Night Warriors, we call it now, I guess, the Wednesday Night Warrior, if you want to call it that, just when it comes to, just it comes to that perspective. Then if you want to segue into Elimination Chamber, here we go. You know, last night, that was a stellar show. You know, WWE's you known for putting on stellar shows. Sometimes, you know, once a while, he might put on a marginal show. I think the show we saw last night and how it was produced and how it was presented was, Basically, I think I think a good portion is based off on of what happened last week. I think WWE is saying, you know what? Sure, these guys may be secondary to us. You know, we're the flagship of the professional wrestling industry, but they're probably realizing in the back of their mind, hey, what if, what if these guys an ROH and, and get together, start exchanging talent, and start stepping up their product? That's going to eventually have to force them on the main roster of WWE to, force, to step up their product to try to match that, even though they're on opposite nights. So that's why I see in all of this.
2: What do you think about that, Ken? I, you know, I think you bring up a good point, and we've we've talked about it on, on on this show, and I think a lot of people have talked about it for years. That since the Monday Night Wars, um, you know, competition uh, makes everybody better. Uh, competition, you know, is just uh, you know, hey, these guys are doing this over here, and fans are loving it. Well, well, Jesus, we we gotta make what we're doing better, and uh, you know, not that not that there's anyone out there that really can you know, dethrone the WWE, but, you know, when you start to see things like this, and that's why, and I got to say, like, you know, I think Dave and I both agree uh, in disagreeing with Anthony that uh, I think a talent exchange would be very interesting with the ROH and TNA, Um, you know, something that uh, will draw fans, will draw eyeballs over there, which, again, I think for the WWE, oh, geez, we have to do something better because they're doing that over on Destination American, which, in turn, if, if that starts to occur... The winners in the whole thing are the fans. That's when the product, when all the products around start to get better,
0: and that's where we win. What do you think, Dave? I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like I said, it, I think it's great for for, for both products um, to be working together. If that's the plan, and we don't know, like I said, it's wishful thinking. So, uh, so it's good all around for wrestling fans because you have multiple products to to, to pick from. Um, on Wednesday night. But at the same time, too, we're also in an era of technology. Technology is at your fingertips now, and you don't necessarily need to sit in front of the television and watch TV right then and there. The advent of the DVR is great for for some people. So time will tell. Like I said, I don't know what else to say about this subject, but time will tell what, what happens between all three
2: of these parties. I'm kinda of curious, Kevin, before we let you go, I wanna I wanna know what your thought the match of the night was last night. Wow, for
5: elimination saver, let me tell you first of all overall I'm still one saying I give that show a solid nine point five out of ten. Match of the night, I'm gonna go with the obvious. Owens and Cena, especially the ending. Because 'Cause I'm a family man. I'm married, I got my son and my stepson. I'm sitting there watching my family. You should have seen the reaction from my kids when Cena got beat. It was priceless. I was sitting there when he actually got the second pop up power bomb and he got pinned clean. I, I popped up like I was there in person. I was like,
3: "Wow, Cena
5: just got beat." Then my son, he's like, "Be quiet, daddy." <laughs> that was priceless. So, you, cause my son, my son, my steps under hardcore Cena fans and looks on her face when he said it too. They're like, "Be quiet, daddy. Don't talk." Like, wow, that, that did it for me right there, for all the good reasons, you know, and also, you know, just to get a little snicker at my kids. Was like, wow. I I think that was a mess tonight, but also, really quick, big congratulations. got to go out to Ryback and him get his first-ever WWE gold in the Intercontinental title last night. I really believe he's on his way. Uh,
2: I I couldn't agree with you more. I think it was great to see Ryback uh, winning the gold, and uh, I I think uh, most people right there with you are pretty shocked. Uh, You know, I don't think anyone was shocked that Owens won or just winning clean like that uh, was very... uh, Intriguing and just shows, uh, you know, at least right now the perception of what the company thinks that they're they're pretty high on Owens. Kev, thanks a lot for the phone call. Uh, you know, keep it up. You bring out really good stuff, and hopefully, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Take it easy, brother. And uh, as we segue into Elimination Chamber, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I don't think it's really debatable that uh, that, that Owens Cena was the match of the night. I mean, the, the tag Elimination Chamber. Uh, was a great match, uh you know if you want to go in that direction, the championship match was real good too uh um i don 't know if I go as high as Kevin with nine point five on the show, but I did think it was a very good show uh but again, you know, say what you will, rip the guy, whatever it, it's it 's trendy I get it to hate the guy, but John Cena keeps putting over young talent, he has done wonders with this u s title uh, the Open Challenge has been great. What Cena has been doing in the mid-card has just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, you don't know where this is going to go. Uh, I, I'm not ready to go absolute, you know, bat s crazy on where Owens is going to be because this could wind up being a trilogy and Owens, and Owens could lose the next two matches. Um, but it was, a, it was a stellar match. I think it was a match that really showed off uh, what Owens can do as a man his size. Um, for me, a guy that saw Owens only a, a couple of times, uh, was not impressed the times I saw him live. Uh, last night I was very impressed with what I saw in the ring. I've loved his promo so far. I think it's a very intriguing storyline now. Uh, you know, and and as time has gone on, you know, you can make the case that one of the most intriguing, if not the most intriguing, storylines, programs going on was Rusev versus Cena. And now Cena, again, is involved in probably the most intriguing storyline in, on WWE programming. That's what I want to see. As much as, you know, you want to see what the deal is with the title and Ambrose stealing the belt. And people have stolen the belt before, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I'm curious about that, obviously. But I, what I am intrigued for going into Raw tonight, what I want to see is the next chapter in Owens versus Cena. I uh, can't say enough positive things. Give all the credit in the world to Owens, but you got to give credit to, to John Cena, Dave.
0: Great match. Both guys worked really well together. Um, it had a, um, a, a a big fight feel to it, in the sense that like this was something that you know you you at least to me it was something that you felt like well this is a big deal like this is, like something big is going to happen in this match um, because you had two polar opposites. You had John Cena, who is the poster boy of WWE and poster boy of, you know, of of WWE wrestling and that brand of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, if you will. And then you had indie sensation pro wrestling poster indie pro wrestling poster boy Kevin Owens, formerly Kevin Steen of Ring of Honor. And you had two different completely different fan bases that were backing each guy. And it just made for a, a, a really good, um, match and for the build up, you know, heading into the match for the past few weeks it's been it was solid, it wasn't great because it was only two weeks. But um I mean the the action was good. And what I liked about it too was that like in the commentary and we rip on the commentary and you know, it it's not been great. But what I liked about the commentary was they didn't treat Kevin Owens like he was just some newbie that was, you know, trying to make a name for John you know, for himself against John Cena. Like they had treated other guys other younger talent in the past when they faced John Cena. They treated Owens like he was a veteran, like he'd come from different places. At one point in the commentary, I think Waller even mentioned that I know what Kevin Owens is like. I've wrestled him before. Um, so I like how they kind of made him into a big deal as they were telling the story into the match. I thought it was really well done, that that, and it was important that they had brought up the history of Kevin Owens, or Kevin Steen, or whatever you want to call him. Um, in this match with John Cena to make him a legitimate threat to John Cena's character. I thought that was great. Um, Action was hard-hitting. It was fast-paced. It had you wondering. There were a few times where I was like, you know, okay, he kicked out of this. Well, Cena's going to come back and he's going to win this. I did not see a clean finish coming. Nobody saw a clean finish coming. I don't care who you are. You can come on the show. You can debate me. You can go on Facebook. I don't care who the hell you are. Didn't see it coming. You either thought Kevin. Kevin Owens was going to win with some sort of screwy finish, or John Cena was going to beat him clean in the middle. You did not call a clean victory. I don't care who you are. I'll debate it until the cows come home. So, as far as I'm concerned, that was great, and the fact that the unpredictability that, yeah, didn't see a clean finish. At one point I was watching, and I was like, it, it happened so fast, I was like, oh my god, beat him clean. Nobody interfered. Nobody pulled the pipes, Somebody pulled the rope. There wasn't a, a referee screw job. I, I was in shock. But, here are the two things that I necessarily, I will not necessarily say I'm worried about, but you should just keep an eye on, okay? The internet exploded last night for this victory, okay? Bottom line, they were,
3: you know,
1: social
0: media was, Kevin Owens was trending all over the place, social media. The match with John Cena, trending all over. Here's what you need to worry about, alright? That's what I should say worry about, but just, take a, just look out for it, two things. One, there's a rematch coming up, okay? Now, you can tell two things coming up in Money in the Bank. Either one, Cena beats him, and you kind of see where this storyline goes. It would kind of be similar to Rusev. So if Cena beats Owens at Money in the Bank in two weeks, we could see the similar result that we saw with Cena and Rusev. Rusev fired the first shot back in February at Fastlane and got the victory, but Cena beat him three times in a row. WrestleMania Extreme Rules and Payback. The possibility could happen with Kevin Owens. Or, Owens beats them clean two in a row you kind of know where Owens' future is in WWE and where John Cena's future is in WWE working with the young talent and putting them over and and building towards the future second thing this match right now as of right now, we've still got two, two weeks of television to build it but this match right now is being billed as the rematch there's no championship on the line and what I think that, that that it's important is that John Cena has been trying to build the United States Championship up with these United States Championship Open challenges on Raw. And it's been a breath of fresh air for that championship, and it's probably been the best thing storyline-wise since WrestleMania, these U.S. Open challenges. It's been great. Don't lose sight of that, in my opinion. Maybe they should put the United States title up for grabs in this match, because if you if you just have John Cena carrying around a belt and he's not going to defend the title against Owens, and to me, they're treating it once again like they've treated secondary titles in the past several years. So I just hope that somehow the United States Championship is some way, shape, or form involved in this rematch. Because if they don't, then, I, then, then they go back to that trend of just kind of treat the titles like they don't really mean something. And you can't do that right now. You work so hard to make that title seem important, don't lose sight of it. That's how
2: I feel about the situation with Owens and Cena. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting stuff. I mean, with, with uh, someone like Owens, uh, depending, I mean, uh, granted, um, you know, he did step on the, the U.S. title, but you would think at some point they can move past that and the championship would mean something to Owens. Um, you know, and you could do a scenario, if the rumors are true, of, of him moving up to the main roster at uh, some point soon. um you know, I do think that there's there's a way that you can do, do something where, you know, perhaps you have John Cena show up on NXT. Perhaps uh, John Cena distracts uh, Owens in some way, shape, or form, causing him to lose his NXT championship. In which case, uh, Owens is going up to the main roster to go after John Cena's US title. And the thing is, then you could have... Owens actually win two matches in a row against Cena, where, like, in the middle, oh, uh, Cena kind of won a battle in, in distracting Owens and having him lose the NXT championship. And John Cena's done such a good job. He's done such a good job right now at putting over that U.S. title that the guy who beats Cena for that title is in a really, really good place. And you got to figure at some point, Cena at least will have one more main event run I don't think this is you know, the time where like John Cena is permanently in the mid-card. Um, I think his purpose was to put over this U.S. title, which he has done masterfully. And I, I don't think there's any two ways about it that you've got to give Cena all the credit in the world for what he's done to this, this title belt. Um, but at some point, if, if Owens is going to come up to the main roster, if all those rumors are true, um, I would think... At at some point in the not-too-distant future They'd have to get that NXT championship off them And what better way to do that Than to have Cena in some way, shape, or form uh, Show up on NXT Cost uh, Owens in some way the the championship And then Owens is going after that US title I mean, there's so many ways to go with this And and again, you you speculate And like you said I mean, there was a collective internet orgasm Last night Uh, You know, the internet exploded uh, when Owens won cleanly. Um, you know, like you said, this could be something that, like, Owens is, is on his way, Owens is, is uh, you know, earmarked for greatness, or Owens is going to lose the next two matches to, to John Cena. It's going to be a trilogy, and that's going to be it. Um, it remains to be seen exactly. I, I, I think it's a big deal that he won clean like that, um, but I'm not necessarily ready to say, oh, the WWE is totally on board. We got It's kind of a wait-and-see attitude, especially... When you're in a program with John Cena, but uh that being said, last night definitely a benchmark, a moment uh for one Kevin Owens. Let's go back out to the phones. We got Mike is on the line. Mike, how you doing tonight? Very good, guys. How's it going? Doing all right. Uh, you know, we both here thought it was a, a good, a very good to great show last night. What were your thoughts on Elimination Chamber? I
1: called it. I called it. I knew it. I said it. I said it. And you watch. If you listen to my video with Mike Flores, speaks, I said it. I knew Owens was going to win. I called it. And you know what? Owens is not going for no U.S. title. Owens is the NXT champion. John Cena is the U.S. champion. I called it. And you know what's funny too? Joe White from from New Live Surge. He put a picture of the internet orgasm, as you would say, and uh, it was just an unbelievable shot. So I tell you what, John Cena did great last night. His 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 springboard stunner, outrageous. His lights off from the top rope, outrageous. But his 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 facial expressions, his his passion, outrageous. Kevin Owens. He did everything a true heel is supposed to do. And you know what? It was a shot for ROH. It was a shot against somebody else. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I knew. I called it right down the middle. So you know what? It was unbelievable. And they and they had to make him win clean. They had to. Um,
2: yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if they had to, but I, I did think it's they a big had deal. To. He, did win. He, he did win clean. They um, had to.
1: But is, that, is, that showed, that match the, is that your match of the night? That's my match. That's my match of the night. They have to. You know why? Because they were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And this is the way to show everybody that Kevin Rothstein, well, Owens is not is, is is not somebody that should be taken lightly. And you know what? Then you were talking about, um, and it's a good scenario. I'm not knocking your scenario. I do believe in it. You 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 say. That what's going to happen is Joe is going to distract Owens? That's not going to happen. Owens is going to lose, probably maybe to Samoa Joe, um, which which could be which could be in the near future. If and and uh, you know if they are planning to bring up Owens soon, which they should bring him up soon, and then uh, you know leave the belt with Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe um, he's hot, so. You know, and then uh, that's that's my thoughts on this. But this is what's gotta happen, baby. This is this is now. John and John Cena gets all the credit in the world from me. I love John Cena. I respect John Cena. I also respect Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. I I, I just uh, you know I think people don't give John Cena enough credit. He has more than five moves. Anybody that wants to challenge me, Mike Ferrari speaks. Step it up. Watch his matches. Watch the guy's stuff. I mean, give me a break already about his five moves. The guy is
4: unbelievable.
1: Can do any, can change from any angle. Same thing with steam. Unbelievable. For a big man, can do all the moonsaults. He did a split-legged moonsault last night. Yeah, he missed, but you know what? At the end of the day, his sw- swan- time bombs are awesome. His moves are great. That pop-up power bomb is great. That's the match. And that's why the Internet exploded because, you know what, our, at the end of the day, ROH. And you know what, TNA is on the decline. I've been calling that for years, too. I've been saying that for years. You guys have, when I first started listening to you guys, you guys were talking about, anybody else was talking about TNA. You guys haven't really talked about TNA, really, with with the fans because it's not about TNA. TNA is out. Why? Because TNA made mistakes. You're bringing the Hogan. You're bringing the Bischoff, And Bischoff is saying and TNA right now. So you bring in the offs, and then what happens? Their pay-per-view slowly goes away, and everything, the budget goes away. Jeff Jarrett went away. So you know what? You, know, you, you, know, you want to compete with WWE? You can't.
4: And RLH,
1: they have been stepping it up. So, so I do believe in that. So TNA is, is going away. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good for
2: TNA, and it's interesting, you know, I mean, this has been an interesting topic tonight to to hit on, and to be perfectly honest, full disclosure doing this show, I I mean, you know, when Hogan was there, I mean, it may have been a mistake long term, but we did talk about TNA a little bit more on this show, and fans wanted to talk TNA. As time went on, as we did the show, and Dave and I would have pre-show meetings, you know, we would talk TNA, and people who would call the show, nobody wanted to talk about TNA, so it became a very point. difficult decision to, you know, hey, we want to cover everything in pro wrestling, yeah. but if no, callers aren't yeah. calling about it, then, then what's yeah. the point? And and that's that's where TNA is right now, and and you'd like to see them turn it around, but uh, you know, yeah. the signs don't
1: look good
2: um, <laughs> as far as TNA.
1: WCW looks better now. WCW signs look like they're coming around. TNA TNA is out. I agree with everything King Firehawk said. Shout out to King Firehawk. King Firehawk is a genius. He nailed it. He called it. Oh, and then don't forget, Dave, you forgot a, a star. Woo! You forgot about Ric Flair when he went in there. Or about Kevin Nash when you went in there to do the Exhibition deal? Give me a break. You know what? All those I've been, stars I've been-
0: I didn't forget, I just didn't need to label every single person that's ever run through the roster <laughs> of TNA. Well, that's what I'm saying from the day, me. this
1: is where it's at, baby. This is where, where it's at. You know what I'm saying? And that production value. I've been talking about that production value for a while. Uh, you know, they they it's, it's like Pro yeah, Magic Wrestling. Hey, Pro Magic Wrestling has better production value than TNA. And uh, it, it's just ridiculous. Dixie Carter, she needs to go back where she came from, start another wrestling company, start a wrestling reality show called How to How, to, how to Lose a Wrestling uh, Talent and all the fans. Give me a break. TNA is gone. Yeah. So, so long live the king. WWE, that's where it's at. Okay. You know, you're, you're not, okay. I mean, Mike, you're
2: not really, you're not alone in, in that opinion. I think there are a lot of fans out there that think that, uh, at this point in time, TNA is is kind of on their last legs. So, um, we'll we'll see what happens. As always, great call, Mike. Thanks a lot for the phone call and uh, no we'll problem. Talk don't next
1: forget, week. hey, don't forget, Mike. Forever speaks. I'm going to have Anthony on my show on um, to talk about what's going. You know, to talk about some shows that he's seen, and also we're going to talk about. Roh, and we're going to talk about elimination chamber. So I, can, I want everybody to stay tuned for that. Anthony is a valuable commodity to Mike for Hour speaks. Without Anthony, there'd be no, you know, inter- there would be no reports, and there would be no Mike for Our speaks. So a big shout out to him. I thank him for everything. Thank you guys for everything. Pro Magic Wrestling. How about the family, man? We, we're all in the family. We're ready to go. I'm back on. I'm back on track. I feel better. I'm back on track. So let's keep the ball rolling and let's keep on rolling. And thank you guys for my time. And uh, Mike Farrell speaks. Yeah, I'm hitting time. you. I'm hitting you harder than a clothesline. I'm hitting harder than a clothesline. See you guys later. Have a nice week. Thanks, Dave. And uh, woo, we'll give me another word, Dave. Take it easy. Uh,
2: take it easy, I'm brother. On my phone and
1: just hang up, all right?
2: Peace. And uh, another another foray into the wonderful world of, of Mike Ferrara. You know, and it's interesting, though, when Mike talks, and, uh, you know, we're going back and forth, I guess, with the TNA yeah, and really. the WWE, but, you know, when he talked about production value, um, it, it's worth noting that, and you you touched on it briefly, Dave, but ROH has had their own issues with, with production. And, uh, you know, part of the turnoff, at least for me as a fan, um, you know, I mean, we, we've had issues on the show, I mean, I love technology, but man, I get frustrated as hell, as hell when technology does not work, and uh, you know when the, the, the feeds for their, their Internet pay-per-views and there's, there's been issues with that with ROH, uh, they've had their own production issues. So that's something right now, you know, especially as they, as they get on TV and there are more eyeballs on it, ROH has got to make sure everything is running. Look, it's not going to look like Monday Night Raw. But they got to make sure that their production value is on point. That fans don't turn on ROH, you know, non ROH fans don't turn it on and think, "What the hell is this crap?" They got to get their shit together too.
0: Well, uh, they will. I think they will. I think they know, uh, you know, what position they're in, especially being on a, on a network like Destination America and the, the reach that that network has. They'll, they'll, they'll step up their production value. You'll probably see. It wouldn't surprise me if Destination America is helping them in some way in terms of, uh, you know, maybe paying for the lighting or paying for cameras or they want them to use certain producers or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs, but I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that at at some point as time goes on with this deal, that the look of the ring of honor show will slightly change, but it will also kind of stay to its roots too. So we'll see.
2: So getting back to elimination chamber, the one thing last night, you know, I, I thought it was a good show and, and, You know, a lot of things. I mean, we talked a lot about the Owen Cena match. Um, You know, I thought it was like, finally get off the schneid as far as picking matches. Whenever we differ, I was getting them wrong. Uh, Finally get off, uh, pick Ryback to to win the IC title. Uh, You picked that Sheamus and Ryback would be the last two. That was correct. Um, So 50-50 shot. Uh, You know, Ryback winds up coming out victorious. Uh, It looked like in that match, part of the reason why he wanted to put a face over, They wanted to have that feel-good moment with Daniel Bryant. Daniel Bryant does a masterful job at not only putting over Ryback, but putting over that championship. Um, I'm looking for big things uh, from Ryback going forward with this championship. Again, the mid-card titles are looking good. New Day retains, solid match there. Uh, Screwy finish with, uh, you know, technically I guess we both got the pick wrong in uh, the the, uh, WWE championship match. Uh, We both picked Rollins. Uh, But we did both make it a point to say that in some way, shape, or form, Rollins was going to, in some weaselly, sneaky, classic heel manner, he was going to walk out champion. And even though he lost the match, he still winds up retaining that championship. So I give us a W on that pick anyway, even though we technically Ambrose won the match, stole the belt. The one thing, I, I mean, maybe it's Owen Cena. We talked a lot last night about... That water cooler moment, that moment of, you know, for people who don't subscribe, uh, saying, my God, you had to subscribe to the network because blah, blah, blah happened. I'm guessing that, you know, I'm not sure if they really had that total water cooler moment, but I'm guessing with the explosion of the Internet and talking about as much we had tonight, the water cooler moment is John Cena losing cleanly to Kevin Owens.
0: Exactly. That's what it really was. I mean, there wasn't anything of great significance on the rest of the card to take place. Um, I, I like the fact that Ryback won. I think he needed something to help um, push his character along. I thought that Elimination Chamber match was, was – it wasn't good at all, that match. Um, I think with, you know, Mark Henry's pod opening early, um, the timing had affected some of the guys at one point in the match. Um you saw Dolph talking to the referee. I think they were trying to come up with a different game plan because his pot had opened up early. Um, I just think that it, because of that and chemistry issues or lack of chemistry, it just affected the match and it even affected the finish of Ryback actually winning the moment. The end with Daniel Bryan was great, but, um, and it really helped him. But I think the impact of him beating Sheamus um, hurt because of the timing issues in the match. Um, I will say our picks, you and I both are four and three. Um, You you differed on Ryder, and I won with Stardust. We both agreed on New Day. You had Ryback. I had Sheamus. Um, You and I both lost the Divas match as Nikki Bella had retained the title. I picked Naomi. You picked Paige. We both picked Owens. We both picked Neville to beat Bo Dallas, and we both picked Rollins to win, even though Ambrose was really the winner. So we did all right this month um, collectively. we broke five hundred. Um, but um you know, the tag elimination chamber match was a fun match. Like I said last night, every team had to at least have some form of a good showing and they did. Each team did. I mean it it made you think differently about the ascension going forward, even the prime time players. So I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the flow of the match and uh you know some of the crazy spots. Overall, the show was pretty good. I I really just enjoyed the show overall. I thought it was a fun show. And I liked the finish with Ambrose and Rollins. They got great chemistry, and they work really well together. And uh, I I thought it was an excellent match between the two. And I'm looking forward to a rematch. I think that's what we'll see at Money in the Bank between the two. Wouldn't surprise me if it's a ladder match. What I find interesting,
2: and and with with two minutes left, that we've talked about this, and and it's – it's intriguing how you know, the, the, the rumors are that we're going to get a triple threat match at WrestleMania uh, between all members of the Shield for the WWE Championship. It's interesting that all members of the Shield right now are really circling that championship belt. And, and I had said, and we talked a few weeks ago, that I wouldn't be surprised if we see it at SummerSlam uh, because they're all kind of circul- circling that belt. Um, I, I, what I find interesting right now is they do will have a rematch um, how long can you keep this going with all three of them around that championship without putting them in a triple threat match? Uh, it seems like the writing's on the wall for this to happen sooner than later, although it does make sense for WrestleMania.
0: It, it does make sense for WrestleMania, but it could make sense for SummerSlam too. Um, but there are de- plenty of different ways. Like I said last night, if Reigns were to win the money in the bank and cash in, Um, He's got you know a ready-made rivalry with Ambrose following that, and they could run a singles feud for a few months. They could run something with Rollins too. I mean, it's possible you could stress this out. There's plenty of different ways. I I truly believe it's still going to be a part of next year's WrestleMania, and not sooner. But it wouldn't shock me if it was.
2: Crazy stuff, and doing you know, again, we're looking at another two-week build uh, to Money in the Bank. Obviously, they got to get on the on their horse. Uh, Does the trend continue? Uh, mediocre build to, to very good pay-per-views uh remains to be seen. Great show tonight. Enjoyed, you know, a lot of a bag of tricks tonight. TNA, ROH, uh, NWWE, Elimination Chamber, Raw. We're getting set for Monday Night Raw tonight, heading towards Money in the Bank. Great show. Callers, thank you so much. You guys were great. We'll be back next week, 630, Monday thank night, you. to get you set for Monday Night Raw. Guys get on the Facebook, join the raw chat For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody.